Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, guys. Say I'm drunk. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Optimist. We're here to watch movies that were bad. You're so bad at that. Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. We're here to watch the movies that were given a bad rap the first time around. Yes. Not about what's good or bad. It's about what's worth watching and why. And how. And how you watch them, because sometimes they're really hard to watch. Such is the case with the film that we watched this week. We took a break in the middle of this one. Yeah, Um. so you know how they, you know you know what they call summer, right? Summer's other name is the season of vacation. Yeah, no, so yeah. It's, the, it's, it's the, on all the... It's, the age of vacation. That's what's on its stationary. And uh, so sometimes we take lots of trips. Such as is the case of the summer that we're currently in. Where are you going? Oh, oh, you're you're mean you mean in real meat space? We take trips. Yeah, IRL. Yeah. We take trips, and so there was some stop and starts, some false starts to some things, and then nothing ever happened. In any case, we're back now, and we love you. Yeah, and we're here watching a movie. Well, I mean, we watched it. We did watch it. It took a couple tries, but we watched it. It was thick. It was. Th- Thick and meaty, but not in a good way. It's a strange film. Like cutting through not whale just, blubber. Not in the way that it wants to be strange. No. Uh, this week, we watched Martin Scorsese's <laughs> Shutter Island. Shutter Island. I, Martin Scorsese made this film, I guess. It's my favorite M. Night Shyamalan film. You can't really tell it's Scorsese. Well, I mean, I guess we can get into more detail, but there, there's like a few obvious Scorsese shots. Yeah. Um, more than one. And there's the thing with the lights that he does in Goodfellas that he does throughout this film. Yeah. But it it is a... Uh, Oddly poor quality film. Yeah, you know, I think this... Uh, I'm just thinking about this off the top of my head. Was this the first movie that he, like, used so much CGI in? Because, like, he, he's talked know. about, right, how he likes using CGI. He wants to yeah, use I mean, the he tool made, to his advantage. And he made like Hugo that. and stuff. Well, yeah, Hugo, but I mean, like, look at, like, Wolf of Wall Street, right? Wolf of Wall Street had a ton of CGI in it. Oh. You know what I mean? It just had a lot. It's like like Baz Mar- Luhrmann levels of CGI. Margot Robbie. Y- yeah, Margot Robbie. Who even is that? That's not a real it's person. not a real person. In any case, Shutter Island is a heck of a movie about a man who's crazy. Yeah, the the feeling I got while watching this film was, I, I was thinking while watching it, it's the same as when I watched Intolerable Cruelty, uh-huh. the Coen Brothers film. Uh-huh. I went in expecting a Coen Brothers film. Here I went in expecting, of course, Scorsese. But it it's so uncharacteristically off. And, and it's because one element is missing. In this case, it is, I believe, these, quality the screenplay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the, you know, the acting, while often ridiculous, is, it's, I think, it's ridic- okay. It's ridiculous on purpose because they're yeah. going for a whole genre thing. Yeah. And the, um, and the direction I think is okay in in general. They're they're like, 
the thing that's the thing that's good about this film, the thing that I think was done really well was the slow um, unraveling of this guy, and that was a pacing problem that I think was done very well, and that's a tribute to the direction. But the script, not so much. It's it's laughably bad often. Yeah, um, and that's not just the only disappointing part of the film. When this movie came out in 2010, it was supposed to come out in 2009, but it came out in 2010, uh, everyone that went to see it was kind of like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, that's the big disappointment about this movie. It's not necessarily that it's bad. I mean, it's not very good. Like, the script is not good. No. But really, in the in, in sort of the, the, the eye of the general populace, the thing that made it disappointing was it's... it's it's just a letdown. Yeah, it's not even it's not even that it's confusing and it's you don't not. understand it. You I think it's all pretty understandable. It's, no, it's really straightforward. It just yeah, it's it's sort of know. like it's sort of like a Hitchcock film yeah. and a Scorsese film kind of mishmashed into one, but somebody else that's not either of those people oh let's just say M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> tried to make the Hitchcock and Scorsese film and put it together. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, what I mean that's like. that's what I was thinking. Like that's what's that's what's strange about it. It is as if Scorsese said, "I'm going to do Hitchcock" because it's it's clearly genre, right? Yeah. It's a very different. He's like, "This is an attempt to make a thriller." Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, but it is as if he didn't understand what made Hitchcock films good. Like like he 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 got the tone pretty well. And he got the... I mean, he did okay. Like, it's a thriller, but it doesn't really feel like a thriller. Hmm. The jump scares were not really jump scares. There's only one scene where that would happen. And then it's not really psychologically thrilling either. You know what I mean? No. It's, well, it's like, yeah. like North by Northwest or, or, or Rear Window would be, right? It's sort of just... But that's what I'm saying, right? It's 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 It, it clearly is trying at times to be suspenseful. Yeah. Um, and there are a few places where it achieves it where you would have to be stupid not to, like when he's walking through yeah, Woodsea yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but in general, it's just kind of sl- it's just slow. It's like, just it's not slow. I don't know. It, 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 but but at the same time, looking at it in our optimistic light that we rain down upon the people, uh, could have been worse. It well, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. But it's a Scorsese film. Yeah. There's a lot of quality still in it, regardless mm-hmm. of kind of the sloppiness of the script. Yeah, the production in general is pretty well done. Fantastic. Um, Leonardo the, DiCaprio, I thought, did a really good job. He I, did. I think actually everybody did a really good job. Everybody's really well directed. That's the one good thing about that's the one good thing you could pull yeah. from this is it, it was a crappy film that you got Scorsese to direct, so it's really like, wow, this is really well done, but I don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's still a lot of of good stuff. And the story itself, though based on a book. A recent, a more recent book, a yeah. book from I think like two thousand or nineteen ninety, from the nineties I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, even though it's based on a book, it's still got a lot of really interesting things that uh, it takes advantage of to in its medium of film, rather than just being a remake of the book. You know what I mean? I've never oh, read sure. the book, uh, but it takes advantage of parts of the book and turns them into something that would be interesting in a movie, rather yeah, than just like a remake. Dream of the book. sequences and yeah, things. exactly. Yeah. Um, it does it and. We got to give Scorsese a lot of credit for trying to do what he did, right? Like, he's got enough clout. And I, I was reading reviews, and a lot of people were like, I mean, we can kind of let Martin Scorsese do what he wants. You know what I mean? We sure. can kind of let him do what he wants. And he does what he wants here. And, he, I mean, he really gave it his all, I think. And I think it's interesting that he tried to make this genre of, you know, tried to contribute to this genre of film. Yeah. Kind of failed, but. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think that's, I think there's a lot in there. Um, sure. So anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, 
break it down. We'll get our seal bone knives and cut right into that dead beluga. Yeah. We're back. Shutter Island. So we shut that island up because there's crazy people on it. That's shut, true. shut her island because she, she, no one, because no. she, she's alone and no <laughs> one should go visit her. Please stop. Shut her island. Please stop. It's her island because we gave it to her. So uh, let's let's really quickly. It's Michelle Williams. Do you want to do you want to give it an attempt? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Michelle Island. Yeah. Here we go. Do At you Michelle think that island. Mich- Michelle Williams is the island of Shutter uh, Island? I mean, like. Maybe just dream Michelle Williams. Well, no, yeah, dr- uh, no. Michelle Williams Standin is the is the what's her face? Uh, Ra- uh, Emily Mortimer. Yeah, El- Emily Mortimer is, Got it. Is, 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 the, the is the island, the titular island. Anyway, okay, here we go. Three sentence recap of this film. Are Bring you ready it. for this? Bring it. Leonardo DiCaprio, aka Teddy Roosevelt. Let's call him because I don't remember his last name. Daniels. Teddy Daniels. It's actually, it actually sort of matters. Yeah, it does. Anyway, Teddy Daniels. Goes to an island in Boston Harbor where there's an insane asylum because uh, a prisoner escaped. While he's there, he slowly finds out that he's a crazy person and that nothing around him exists. And also he believes that everyone's trying to kill him. And then he learns that nothing is real and he commits himself back to the prison asylum. But he's still crazy. The end. I mean, you, you had another sentence. It doesn't matter. You just ran on that second sentence. It, it was forever. all one sentence, though. It felt like it was all one big thing. You know all what right. I mean? I felt like that was... Oh, okay, hang on, hang on. Let me try and cut it down to one yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt visits an island to stop bad experiments because he used to be in the war, and he's crazy. The end. <laughs> That's it. No. That's it. No. Okay, anyway... Well, okay. Well, then, what's your all right? Hold on. What's your real what? Yeah, a U.S. marshal and liberator of Dachau has his identity unraveled slowly as he investigates a missing prisoner at an insane asylum. That's pretty good. That's much better than mine. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's Basi- only one sentence. Basically, this movie is exactly that. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Teddy Roosevelt. And he goes to an island that doesn't exist in Boston Harbor. Roosevelt Island. Roosevelt. I- that's actually an island in Boston Harbor. Oh, it's in New York. Oh. There's one in Boston? Or, no. What's the other one? There's one in, in Washington. I don't remember. In any case. The Roosevelts were pretty big. Oh, right. right the one in Washington. I'm thinking of the one in Washington. Cool, cool. Uh, what are we talking about? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. He Teddy goes Daniels. to... Edward he, Daniels. He, Edward Daniels... Goes to the reveal based on the name. I was trying to make work the entire movie because the the because it made like I was like that's a ridiculous name. Of course, it's Alden Lettuce. What was his name? Andrew Lettuce. A- Andrew. But I didn't. Lettuce. Andrew Lettuce. Lettuce. L a e d d i s. I saw it subtitles on, so I saw it spelled. And I was like, that's not a name. And so I started rearranging the letters as one does. <laughs> I just saw some weird letters, and I no, was like, but mm, I wonder what that could spell when instead. You're, no, when you're watching movies and shows where re, where your narrator should be questioned. Right then, often that happens. Anyway, okay, but I couldn't make it work because they called him Teddy the whole time. Yeah, I called him Teddy, not Edward. Instead of shouldn't have been Theodore. Well, Teddy is short for Edward as well. Oh, that's dumb. That's confusing. Uh, right. What if we were a world of Teddies? How would anyone tell anyone apart? They'd be like, oh yeah, I want to see Teddy. GD name. Do you mean Edward or Theodore? I don't know. Uh, what I'm... if we were a planet of Edwards and Theodores? That would still be confusing. Yeah, but at least we'd have two then. 
All right. Instead of just one. <laughs> In any case. All right. So this movie. All right, okay. Okay. So the movie is set on this island, and it's all on the island. And there's a lot of different crap that, of has, that happens on the island. What do you want to talk about first? Because I, I feel like I, I don't really want to recap the plot here just because it's really long, and there's a lot of different facets to the plot that yeah, I don't think we yeah. need to talk about. Well, okay, so let's... I mean, we can bring up a few things that keep happening, right? That that lead you to... Right off the bat. All right, so we don't, we're not recapping the plot, but we can kind of run through some... some what about stuff. right off the rat? Because remember that scene with the rats? I do. Um, thank you, Sam. That was... That was choice. You're welcome. Uh, so, uh, uh, DiCaprio and the Ruffster. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's there too. Uh, are with they? They've got Boston accents. Oh, Ruffalo doesn't. No, he doesn't. Because he's from Portland slash Seattle. He's from Seattle. Um, why do they keep saying Portland? Uh, I don't know. Oh, because the doctor's from Seattle, but the U.S. Marshal Ruffalo is from Portland. Okay. I think that Teddy thinks he's from Portland because the U.S. Marshal's from Portland. All right. So the Marshal. They're both Marshals. They're both Marshals, and they're on a boat, and they're going to Shutter Island. And right off the bat, DiCaprio introduces himself to Ruffalo and says, my wife died in a fire. My wife died. Also, I get seasick. And so it transpires that he, DiCaprio, has been waiting for something to happen on Shutter Island that he could go investigate because the guy who he thinks killed his wife is there. I've got a better way to do this. Okay. So that we don't feel like we have to explain everything. Let's work backwards, kind of. Okay, so Leonardo DiCaprio is an insane person that is a resident of this insane asylum. Sure. And he, the doctors there are trying to help him and get him out of this sort of false world he's created. Yeah, because otherwise they're going to, it's come down from above that he's going to be lobotomized. Yeah, he's going to be lobotomized. And so they create this sort of LARPing adventure for him where he is able to be, and it's the world he's created for himself, where he's a U.S. Marshal trying to find the man that set the fire that killed his wife and kids. In reality, he killed his own wife because she drowned their three children. Yeah, which is really interesting because were they both crazy? No, I he's not crazy so much as he just can't live with what he's done. Also, he's got PTSD, obviously. Oh, yeah, because he was at Dachau. Which, and we get lots of flashbacks to the Dachau reprisal, uh, which he participated in. Which is, is really interesting because they never really talk about it. You know what I mean? He never really... We only ever see it in flashbacks and he talks about how he was there. No, he talks about it distinctly in the... In that the, one scene, in yeah. In the crypt. Yeah, in the, in the crypt. But that's like the one scene we get about that. But it has kind of a really big effect. And there's a lot of screen time dedicated to that. De- get dedicated to those Dachau flashbacks. You know what yeah. I mean? For such a... For, for the payoff that is just... He is this way because of this. Well, and he keeps inserting his kids and wife into the Dachau flashbacks, too. Like, he keeps seeing Emily, why? Emily Mortimer as the bodies and, and his daughter. But why? I don't know. His mind's a mishmash, man. Yeah, he's He's, he's all crazy. mixed up inside. Well, okay, so our, let's look at the movie that way. The movie is a clear representation of what it's like in his brain. And that's actually true. There's lots of stuff yeah. that happens in this movie. One of the cooler parts about this movie is that... You know, he's this crazy guy in the hospital, and we don't know that, but you can kind of guess it. And I think the whole movie is – I think one of the reasons it's disappointing is because a lot of people are expecting the reveal. Yes. But really, it's given away pretty early in the film through yeah, a lot of different clues, and yeah. we're just sort of – we're not waiting for the reveal. We're just sort of waiting for the payoff. You know That's what I mean? right. Yeah, we all, we've all seen enough to know, like, when certain patterns – like, they highlight – 
certain things. Like, everyone always gives him cigarettes, and he never has his own. Yeah. And that's a thing. And he also keeps asking about Portland. No, I'm from Seattle. Yeah, and, like, like he, he sees things, too. I mean, he sees things that aren't really there. Right. So we, we're, we're expecting this to all be in his head, right? Or something. Yeah. Like, we understand that he's probably imagining many aspects of this right. for some reason. Um, and the... Also, as the parallels between the prisoner that they're um, uh, looking for, Rachel Solando, and his wife slowly kind of come into, we start to see that they have more in common. Um, it becomes even more clear. Yeah. So, I yeah, we're not waiting. It's not a surprise. When it's it not happens. a surprise. But I think that's one of the reasons it could be found as disappointing, right? Because sure. as a thriller, we're waiting for the reveal. We're waiting right. for the killer to take his mask off. But that's off. not what this movie's about. Exactly. And if you look at it in a way where you're saying, it's we know what it's not a horror film it's a thriller we know what's going to happen yeah and it's exciting but it's not played that way which is why it's disappointing it's played sure. as a thriller where we're just waiting for the killer to take well, the that's, mask off that's Hitchcock's old thing right Hitchcock's yeah. uh, the bomb under the table versus the bomb explodes which exactly. is scarier exactly um yeah this is interesting we, this is we know the bomb is under the table yeah and we're watching yeah and we're watching the threads kind of come together and exactly. dissolve and, but the film, I think, is actually structured, unless you really go back and, and, and take a look at the film again, unless yeah. you overanalyze it. Yeah, as you're go into serious it. retrospect of it. It's sort of, uh, it seems, the film seems at first glance like it's the bomb oh. explodes. Yeah, or is just messy. Yeah, or is just, or is just messy. Yeah. Anyway, so like already, look at all this good stuff we've touched on. Hey, there you go. It's, and a lot of this probably comes from the book. Like, it's very clear what sort of is structured in the book. You know, the whole storm thing doesn't really... There's a big hurricane for the, you know, middle two acts of the film. There's a big hurricane. But it's not really clear what that does in the movie, but I'm sure that has a bigger part in the book. You know yeah. what I mean? There are scenes that are structured that would go better in a book. There's lots of things... Uh, flashbacks with his wife and things like that where we're really supposed to be paying attention to the way they're saying things. But at the same time, it, that would play really well in a book. But in a movie where we need to be appeased visually. Right. There's a lot of stuff going on in those same scenes, so yeah, it's hard to pay attention to the that's words. That's true. And there, there's a considerable amount... Of the, the beginning of the movie I was uh, is a lot of exposition, actually. As I was watching, I was noticing how much just straight people telling you what's happening yeah. was happening, uh, which is surprising. That's not what one would expect. Well, I think the reason for that is because the first half of the movie is we're playing the game, too. Oh, sure, but I mean, usually in these movies, in a thriller or in a, a cop movie, which you could say this might start out being like The Fugitive mm -hmm. or something, you've got a setup scene. You've got your exposition all in one scene where you got the chief and he's telling the guys about the yeah. thing, right? It's all It all gets out of the way quick and you know what the case is. Um, and here it's really drawn out and kind of trickles in. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's maybe, again, that's just we're expecting a different kind of movie. Hey, and it, it, yeah, it's hard because... I mean, I, I feel like we're bouncing around a lot because right now we're trying to figure out exactly what this movie is. Yeah. And I think that, I think we can give it credit for that because, like, I'm still, th I, I know what happened in the movie, but I'm still really thinking about it yeah. after I've seen it. Like, the more I talk about it, the more I kind of really appreciate the movie. You know what I mean? The more I not enjoyed it but yeah. like it now like right. the idea can, of it yeah i can admire aspects of its production exactly um anyway 
Okay, so we're working backwards, right? We're working backwards, kind of. Let's let, let's try and focus on the characters a little bit here, because I think, okay. I mean, obviously it's extremely character driven, and there's a lot of confusion with the characters, and I think that's I think that's a really interesting part of the film. Okay, so Teddy, Leo, Nardo, he, Nardo, Calbunga. Nar, uh, yep, um, he's looking for. Right, so he's he's come to this prison to look for this guy, Andrew Lettuce, who he thinks killed his wife. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, we realize his name is Andrew Lettuce, and Lettuce, Lettuce, it's, it's not lettuce, whatever. Lettuce, they they varies. It's the Boston accent. Uh, uh, they um, that's his name, and his his fake name Edward Daniels is just an anagram of it, mm-hmm. and the prisoner they've been looking for, Rachel Solando, her name is just an anagram of his wife, Dolores Chanel. Oh yeah, Chanel. That's another whack name. Another whack name. So whack. Uh, and so that happens. So hey, he made it all up. Yeah, uh, let's talk about his wife for a minute. Okay. Because so he's got kind of he's got okay. So Michelle Williams is sort of like this ghost that haunts him throughout the film, right? Yes. In his dreams, he sees her in real life, and he's getting confused. Um, and meanwhile, there's also a real life kind of representation, or rather, the inverse of her. The I don't know, converse of her. I don't know the. Co- I don't know, whatever her parallel in his in real life dream world uh-huh. <laughs> uh, is 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 Rachel Solando, who is the escaped prisoner, right? Right, but she's a real person. Well, Emily the, Mortimer is in. Emily Mortimer plays the nurse, but her name isn't Rachel Solando. No, no, no. But Emily Mortimer as Rachel Solando is the nurse playing a person because that was part of their manufactured fantasy. See, I didn't even get that. But Patricia Clarkson's Rachel Solando was imaginary. Right, which was really interesting. Okay, so he, he's, his job as Edward Cullen is to find (laughs) uh, Rachel Solando on the island, right? And he's going around and he's trying to find her and there's this really weird point about halfway through the film where he's starting to go crazy a little bit but really we think like Oh, he's like we get that he's crazy, but we don't really know what's going on yet. And then the 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 uh, like main doctor played by Ben Kingsley is like, oh no, we found Rachel Solano. It's cool, man. Like you can go now. Yeah. Like because he's trying to snap him out of it, right? He's trying to be like, yeah, you saw you solved it. Like you did it. Ben Kingsley doesn't realize that really he's looking for Andrew Lettuce. Right. Lettuce. Well, but I think he does realize that. He, I think he realizes it after that. Anyway, I think he's trying to trick trick him into going to get Andrew Letus in Ward C. You're right. Interesting. I don't. It doesn't matter. I, anyway, there's a there's this interesting sort of turning point in the film where we think he's going crazy, but we don't understand why yet. And then his U.S. Marshal plot is ended because Ben Kingsley's like, "Oh, we found Rachel Solando," and so we as the audience are at this point where it's like. Wait, the story's over. What are we still doing? You well, know we what still I mean? don't know what happened. We don't know what happened, but that's not really what we're and I told think, we should be looking for. Sure, but we as we uh, 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 DiCaprio as our unreliable narrator, he already thinks something fishy is going on. And so when she comes back, it's unsatisfying. And we know the story's not over because we don't know what happened. We know something's fishy. That's exactly what I'm saying. But that's I think that's an interesting point because I think that's an interesting sort of... I don't know, and I, I wish I had read the book because I'd like to know how much of this characterization was in the book. But sure. at that point in the film, we intersect with Andrew Lettuce. We intersect with Teddy Roosevelt, and uh-huh. and and our our confusion is his confusion, right? Because at that point, he's not really crazy yet. He's sure. crazy. He's crazy the whole time. No, but yeah, at that yeah. point, we don't see him as a crazy. We yet. don't know. We see and him the, as disoriented and confused. The movie does a good job throughout of offering us another explanation for his 
um, for his troubles, for his dreams yeah. and his headaches, right? He's got, um, uh, I mean, we get the Dachau flashbacks, which yeah, is obviously yeah, yeah. He's, struggling He's getting with. these headaches. He's clearly uh, a recovering alcoholic. Yep. Um, they bring that up very clearly. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so there's several things going on with him, um, which would be an out. Like, we could say, oh, he's de- he's having a hard time with all this yeah. other stuff, um, rather than think. But at this point, it's like, oh, wait, he's still confused. And so I think... This is both where the film fails in one instance and succeeds on another level. Because yeah. at this point, we're like, this, like almost his story should be over and there's something more and we don't know what that is. But this is where he, you know, he goes down the cliff to find the lighthouse and it's just sort of like, wait, what is he doing? You know what I mean? This is this is the long stretch in the film where it's like, wait, we don't really know what's going on here. We're just right. waiting for him to uncover We know he wants step. to get to that lighthouse. And exactly. That's it. But we don't know why, and we don't know why he wants to go to Ward C. We kind of get it, but we're, we're not really like fully understanding what's his well, motivation. You know what I mean? Uh, like, he's nothing no, is we, pushing him in that direction. We know that, like, right after the interrogations. That's when he tells Ruffalo about, about R- Andrew Letus. Right, right, right. But... But what I'm saying is at that point in the film, at the instance where he is, where they found Rachel Solando yeah. and he doesn't believe them, we don't understand why he doesn't believe them. We don't understand why he doesn't believe that they yeah, found okay. Rachel Solando. Yes. And so at this point in the film, there's a, there's a good half hour where they go out into the cemetery and we learn about Dachau and then he climbs down the cliff and he finds the fake Rachel Solando and then he climbs back up the cliff and he's being subversive throughout the whole uh, ward and everything, but we don't really know why. And the film really slows down here. But if we were to condense that all into five minutes, it's this really sort of interesting, like terrifying point for the character where his, like that's the point where his world unravels, right? Sure. You know, if we were to condense it into five minutes, it's a flip of a switch where all of a sudden our expectations and his expectations are turned on our head. Huh. Or turned on its head. Unfortunately for the audience, we're like, we, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a lo- that is the long bit. I, that's where we took a break, yeah. too. Um, anyway, I think that's a... I, I, sorry, I, I know I digressed extremely there, but I just think that's a really interesting point of the film that is done really poorly, but if you read it in another way, is like kind of fascinating characterization. Sure. It's really, like, really well done characterization. I think Leonardo DiCaprio plays it really well, too. He does. He does a great job, actually. Um, you know, um, he finds the fake Rachel Solando that's that is the in-brain enigma or you know, in-brain creation of his belief that Rachel Solando is a real person, but actually Rachel Solando is him coping with the the what his wife did. Yeah. Right? Uh and that's stretched way too far out, but really it's it's a it's a really interesting it's a really interesting part. So that's his deal. That's DiCaprio's deal, man. And that's the deal with his wife, too. Right. Wait. That's the dream wife? His wife in general, both wife. wives. Anyway, yes. So that's so so it, it the point is, yeah, you talked about the LARPing adventure. Yeah. So the whole like that's the reveal for me. That that I did not expect at all. I expected the entire thing to be in his mind in hmm. some to some degree. Uh I did not expect that this entire uh asylum or treatment facility of patients would be putting on a show for him. Yeah. That was interesting, actually. I thought once you recast the whole movie like that, like even now we're trying to figure out like what was real and what wasn't, that it was all real is shocking. I... You understand now, why are the prisoners so confused to talk to him? Why are the nurses uh, like being dismissive of him the whole time? Nobody understands... We can't understand that. 
uh, and that becomes more interesting. Right, 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 right. I, for me, I kind of, I'm not going to say I saw it coming, but I had, that was definitely one of the possibilities. When in the first scene where they're, um, where they go see Ben Kingsley and meet the German doctor. Yeah. Um, and there's sort of like a weird thing that happens there. In that scene, I was like, or maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was the interrogations where it kind of felt like everybody was playing it for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when he's yeah. talking to the one woman. Sure. And the, I thought it wasn't going to be. I thought. Yeah. And she writes run on his book. Yeah. Here's what I thought. I thought Mark Ruffalo was in his head and everybody was playing the part. Uh, I thought I felt like it was. They were all. I felt that Ben Kingsley gave it away. I thought that his character was the one that sort of gave away that. Oh, yeah. They're like doing this on purpose. Interesting. You know what I mean? I thought it was that whole thing. Um but I thought Mark Ruffalo was in his head the whole time. Huh. And he was sort of his, like, I don't know, almost sane consciousness or, like, a hypnotic voice yeah. well, that talking to him through the ether. I'm glad it wasn't because that would have been too. That, that would have been, been easy. I thought, I thought it was all laid out really nicely. And, you know, with all that in mind, the, the big reveal for me, or rather the most interesting part of the film, is when he goes into Ward C. Ward C is the sort of, uh, like place where they keep all the ultra-violent offenders and people that, you know, don't get to see the light of day. It's solitary confinement, yeah. where it's sort of like, these people are a lost cause. We're not trying to help them anymore. We just need a place to keep them. Um, and that whole scene where they go into Ward C and he's, like, fighting with an escaped inmate and he yeah. talks to uh, he talks to that one guy. Uh, what was his name? Um, Noyce. Noyce. He talks to Noyce. Noyce. And, like, the conversation is really weird because... On the one hand, Noyce is a paranoid schizophrenic, so he's playing somebody else yeah. that's talking. He's, like, playing the role that Andrew Lettuce as Theodore Roosevelt wants him to play. And so Andrew But I don't Andrew think he's Letus playing the in, role. Andrew Lettuce, in his role as the U.S. Marshal, is speaking to Noyce, who's playing a role in I, the delusion. I don't think Noyce is playing a role at oh, all. I thought he was. No, I thought Noyce was... Noyce's conversation works in both cases. Noyce's side of it works, whether he's the marshal looking for answers who talked to him in the past, yeah. or Andrew Lettuce, who talked to him last week, two weeks ago, and then beat him and up. And then beat him up. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, all right. That's We've crazy, man. The, the, the plot is complex, and we probably shouldn't go into it much more. I, we shouldn't, but, I, like, it's kind of really cool, though. Yeah. Like, this is, hey, this is one of the really good parts of the film. It is Hitchcockian in its twisty turniness. Yeah. And a it, lot of that is probably, again, because of the book, but Martin Scorsese does a really good job laying it out in film. He does. If if I just wish we could have cut some of it. Yeah. I mean, condensed it. yes, but I don't know. I, I I think that's really cool. And, you know, structurally, too, I think it's very sound the way he, he put it all together, except for that middle part yeah. where we don't know what he's doing yet. Yeah. It's it's too drawn out. Everything else is like, yeah, the first whole part, he's in a dream world. The last whole part, the world is coming apart around him and we're learning why. You know yeah. what I mean? And I yeah. think that I think that works really well. All right. Well, let's take a break here. And, okay. And uh, yeah, I got to pick, pick this uh, beluga skin out of my teeth. Oh, boy. See you in a minute, guys. Mm, hello, everyone. We have returned. What if I was Ben Kingsley and I was a doctor? I would probably have access to more fame and money. And... And you were a man named Donald Eggplant. 
Kingsley. S- sorry, Donald Kingsley, eggplant. Sure. And you're crazy, and I'm like, dude, don't be crazy. Did you choose Donald Kingsley eggplant because that's an anagram of Ian McCracken? Yep. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, because his name is Andrew Lettuce, yeah. and so I was just thinking of another garden vegetable. Wow. Eggplant. Okay. Let's talk about this yeah. movie some more. All right, let's talk about this movie some more. So, Scorsese um, did it. He did do it, and coming right off the backside of Hugo. Is it? I thought this was before. This is after? Either oh, way. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Talk for a minute. All right, so Scorsese does this movie, and as we've talked about, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't have a little more script control. I don't know. But he got the script already. The studio got the rights to the book and then hired the guy to write the script and then Scorsese and DiCaprio got attached. Um, but it, I don't know. No, you're totally right. It came out afterwards, man. It came out a year later. Shutter Island did or Hugo? Hugo. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, what I was trying to say was like Hugo was this like Martin Scorsese delving into the, the new world of technology, right? Uh, well, it's 3d. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And there's a lot of that in this too. Oh, of CGI and yeah, stuff? Yeah, CGI. That's true. There is, yeah, there is a significant amount. Sometimes not, like, some of it's a little hokey, but yeah, there's the part where Michelle Williams turns into smoke or yeah. dust, ash. Yeah. She burns up in his arms. Yeah. Uh, and there's all those crazy green screens. There's a lot of green screening. Like, noticeably bad green screens. And the whole island, too, is all CGI. Like, most of it is CGI because this island, I mean, doesn't exist in Boston Harbor. No, it exists in... Uh, I saw where it was shot. It ex- it's a real island. A the, lot of it. Some of the but, mountains and stuff aren't, though. Yeah. The, yeah. The the island itself doesn't look like that. It's based on Pe- Pettig Island. Or it was Long, shot on... Long well, it's island. based on Long Island. It's based on the base, uh, Andrew's, Andrew's, or Andrew's Fort and Long Island uh, in Boston Harbor. Yeah. And, but it was shot a lot on Pe- uh, Pettix Island, I think. Or, like, the Pettix Island is supposed to be the the representation of the film. Whatever. All it doesn't right. matter. Uh, a lot of the my point is a lot of the island is CGI. All those cliffs and crap like that, it's sure. all it's all fake. You know, there's yeah. a lot there's like a lot of CGI in this film which works and doesn't work. A lot of it's really good. Um, like the fort and stuff. The fort was fake, right? Yeah, the fort. Yeah, that fort. I mean, yeah, the Civil War fort. No, Civil War no. fort they, on the island. They had like I think World War One and World War Two forts, and also there's Revolutionary War forts in Boston Harbor. And I'm sure they shot some of that stuff at real forts at the fort on Long Island. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's no Civil War for it. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, yeah, a lot of CGI, uh, and which makes sense here because there's lots of weird dream sequences. And lots of weird cinematography, too, which I think is another, yeah. you know, side to that experimental Martin Scorsese trying to do something new. You know what I mean? It's not like he doesn't have other instances of weird cinematography. What do you mean, in particular? I just mean, in general, there's a lot of weird experimental cinematographical tactics done in the film. There's because we're supposed to understand that he's going crazy, right? So yes. there's lots of weird jump cuts and cuts that are done twice and voices overlapping the wrong scenes and this and that, that, you know, make it seem oh, really disjointed and shattery. Sure. Yeah. There's lots like of that. weird little things. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is really effective right along with the CG. That bit where, <laughs> that bit where the, where the, the patient they're interrogating drinks the water and she doesn't have a glass in her hand. That was, was the really weirdest strange. but coolest thing. Yeah, I thought because Mark Ruffalo, and that's where I thought, oh, Mark Ruffalo is not real. Yeah, that is also I thought that too at that because point because he brings her the glass and we see him put the glass down and there's a really quick cut to her 
drink or he's re- he's handing her the glass and there's a quick cut to her drinking pretending to drink without a glass in her hand yeah and then her, another quick cut to her putting the empty glass down on the table yeah it was very weird it was strange i thought and i thought that was she was caught up in the play or something i, th- I thought she afterwards. was crazy too anyway. i just thought she was crazy too anyway but there's little stuff like that that looks like you know continuity errors or something there, there's not. a few of those and it's really smartly done yeah it's really smartly done, which is cool. The CG on the other side is not always so smartly done. I think I think a lot of the CG is really hokey. Yeah, I think, I I think the dream sequences where the house is burning around them is dumb. Yeah, I didn't like that. I think that whole bit is dumb. Uh, and there was one other dream sequence like well, that. Well, they played it really like melodramatically too they did all the michelle williams scenes are really like where he ends up shooting her at the end yeah that was really mellow like way over dramatized yeah i thought and like i don't know kind of weird the same with the the dachau flashback where everybody dies god that was rough that was really weird yeah there's this whole long shot where you know they're lining up all the all the officers and what SS officers, the SS officers after they liberated the camp. And you know, it's sort of this accidental up, I guess we're shooting everybody now, but there's this long tracking shot where, Oh yeah. And as if it's dominoes, all the men in a line are shot as the camera like uh, moves. Right. Yeah. Which is not, it doesn't make sense. They'd all get shot at the same time, not in a row, like in a line. It was very strange. It was and very strange. I thought about that shot a lot. I thought about, like, is this just for effect to, you know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of obviously ridiculous, but also... It was very dramatic. Yeah, but, I like, I was thinking about how much more interesting maybe it would be if your tracking shot starts at the left when they're not dead, and then in the middle, everybody gets shot, and then in the end, you see everybody down. I thought that might be kind of a cooler shot. Sure, sure, sure. It was weird. It goes on for a long time. Yeah, it's it's very long. And I mean, and it's the same shot throughout. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's not more interesting. It's just blood. I don't know. Yeah, that was was, was kind of an odd It's a strange shot. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, there's, there's... I think there's lots of... What's the word? Liberties... Yeah, the direction takes with with uh, sort of um, uh, production design and that's true, and, 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 and it's art. trying to establish a very creepy tone uh, that succeeds. I think generally, I kind of think it succeeds. Although it feels kind of it feels it feels forced. It feels like the whole scene in Ward C. Ward C. Uh, the, the 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 real prison is sort of. I think they shot it probably in some industrial complex, yeah. some abandoned industrial complex, because it's it's really weird, creepy, you know, M. C. Escher esque like labyrinth of brick tunnels and metal stairs and and fences and stuff like that yeah um and it's supposed to be very creepy and it is creepy i mean they're running through the dark and there's like a dripping water everywhere. dripping water and there's a shirtless man that attacks them and he chases through the dark but it didn't it reminded me of alien 3 actually yeah no a lot yeah yeah totally but it didn't like it didn't feel scary you know what i mean it didn't feel like we were in the Darkest. We didn't feel like we were in his id, which I think that was supposed to be, right? Sure, but the whole time we're we know that he's not gonna. We know that the story. We know where the story's going. We know there's a reveal at the end. Yeah, and we're waiting for it. And we know he's not gonna die here. Yeah, there aren't any. There aren't a lot of stakes. We're all we want is the mystery of Andrew Lettuce at this point. Right, but you know, I think, I think we're smart enough to realize, and Martin Scorsese is smart enough to do. 
what is supposed to happen here, which is every different scene represents a different part of his mind. Yeah, sure. Right? You know what I mean? So, like, the lighthouse is his subconscious. You know what I mean? Subconsciously, he knows what's going on. And when he finally gets to the top of the lighthouse, yeah, it's sure. all revealed to him. The, the Ward C is his deep, deep id, where, you know, we truly learn the, I don't know, extent to his delusion and also... And his violence. And his capacity it, yeah, for his violence. Capacity for violence and and, and, and whatnot. So, Interesting. Yeah. But, but I don't think it entirely succeeds on that enough. I think it's, again, all of it is subconscious. It's all very sort of just below the surface. Uh-huh. But it's it, it should be much more pronounced. It should be more prominent. That, that sort of... Uh, uh, visual representation of his mind and the world coming apart around him should be so much more pronounced. I think it just gets, yeah, it gets lost, I guess, a little bit in, yeah. the, in the, just the, I guess, the length of the movie. Yeah, the, yeah, and the, definitely. And the literal plot twists that are occurring at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. But it, at the same time, like, I'm thinking about it now in the tunnel where he finds the fake Rachel Solando. Yeah. That's as close as he gets to the lighthouse until he goes deep enough to realize his true self in Ward C. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think it's all there. And I wish it had been more well, of that. Because Rachel Solando is after Ward C. Patricia Clarkson is after. No, no, no. He, no, 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 no. That's before Ward C. No, it's after because he escaped. Remember he when they leave Ward C when they're trying to get out. And then when he comes back. Ben Kingsley's like, somebody beat up a dude in Ward C. Where have you been? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought... Oh, shoot. I thought he comes back and then goes to Ward C. No. Mm. Bummer. Anyway. What are we talking about? Uh, The um, visual representation of the coming apart of the world. Okay. Yes. That's it. As a... As an adaptation of a book, I wish that there had been more of that. I don't know. After you analyze it, it makes a lot more sense and is more interesting after you analyze it yeah yeah, but as it should be with a thriller but they're trying to horror film they're trying to stick you in this movie and the the um it often feels forced so here here let's talk about this this is as we said at the beginning he's trying to make a a more genre film here Mm -hmm. or you know a really good genre film or whatever but he's trying to make a a thriller per se i think he's trying to participate let's say he's participating in a genre he doesn't really do anything yeah okay and and so it's got a lot of the um he does this by throwing in a lot of genre um, beats. Tropes. Right. There's, uh, I mean, first of all, there are U.S. Marshals in the 40s, and there's a lot of kind of noir-esque elements yeah. to how it starts out. And um, and then, but at the beginning, this is the part I want to talk about. At the very beginning when they're, like the second scene, when they're being driven up to Shutter Island. Yeah. Or to, the, to Asheville. Is that what it's called? Asheville, Asheville yeah. Um, they... The music is is crazy. The music is insane. And this, I'm pretty sure, is the music we'll put at the beginning here. Oh, absolutely. It was that or the Mahler. But, uh, yeah, no, it's this. Um, this music is the most dissonant, crazy music. Uh, and it only happens at this point, too. Right. It feels, it feels forced a little. It felt that way to me. It felt like just because we're not... Just in case you were wondering, stuff's going to get weird here. Yeah, just in case you didn't know, this is going to be maybe a scary, twisty movie. Yeah, and it, and then it doesn't quite live up to that, I guess. No, not... Well, especially since, again, this 
There's no real main thing. Like, the, the Mahler is the closest we get to sort of a consistent theme throughout the film, yeah. right? Um, the but, Mahler is music that was playing both in Ben Kingsley's office and in the office of the SS officer when they liberated Deckard. Exactly. Um, but, th- yeah, this 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 crazy music when they're driving out to Asheville, it only happens at this one point. So it feels like it's supposed to be representing what is going to be the twisty-turniness of the movie, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's actually a fairly <laughs> con- fairly conventional noir for the for the first for the next for the first 40 45 minutes, minutes yeah. or something. Uh and only then things start to go south. Yeah, like I feel like this theme, this this song should have been like when he's climbing down the cliffs. Yeah, this should have been the sort of the Mahler is obviously the uh Levian Rose from Inception, right? Right. The yes. Mahler is Levian Rose. This is the Wong from Inception. <laughs> but it didn't yeah. ever happen again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was that was kind of that was kind of weird. I again, this feels feels like uh like somebody else tried to do Martin Scorsese and Hitchcock at the same time. Like yeah. a lot of it feels like that. Yeah. The B director, the the second set director like did a lot of this and also was the main like production guy in post. Sure. I don't know. It's, it's very weird. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, what was I saying? Genre stuff. Genre stuff. It's okay. Y- yeah. I mean, as a, as it a- kind of abandons that though. It doesn't like it. It starts out noiry, but that goes away. And then it's kind of psychological thrillery, but that sort of goes away too. Because and it becomes it- an emotional drama about a sad guy's descent. Yeah. And and then at the end it's revealed, but we're sort of lost. Like the reveal is is fairly satisfying, I guess. Although we'd guessed it's it, it's very drawn out. The whole scene in the lighthouse is really, really drawn out. And yeah. also, the so the the scene in the lighthouse is sort of the first climax, right? Because this is where Kingsley reveals that they've been he's been larping, like he's been waiting here for him to for him to finally get here to which he has, it. and he yeah he has. And you know, this is where Mark Ruffalo shows up, and he's like, "No, dude, I'm like, I'm the other doctor. Like, I'm your, I'm your primary for, like psychologist, yeah. whatever." Um, but this scene in the lighthouse is also in, like intercut with a lot of weird, um, uh, you know, uh, hallucinations uh, yeah, of Michelle hallucinations, Williams. Thank you. Yeah, hallucinations, and like where he shoots Ben Kingsley, but the gun isn't real. But there's blood spray, and then the blood spray goes away. Yeah, that like, was strange. It, it's very weird. It and didn't so, track actually. Like it, it, this is again another like turning point in the film where it stops being a thriller and it kind of slows way down. Yeah, and like it explains everything in a really like roundabout fashion. Actually, I thought this was one of the better parts. Uh, I thought it was internally consistently paced. I thought this was actually fairly well done. Except for the weird I didn't get the hallucinating Michelle Williams ever. Yeah. Um but the but and I didn't get the when they shot Ben Kingsley, but where they reveal it all and I thought DiCaprio his when he starts and when he ends this scene was perfect. Really? Like he yeah, he really I thought he did he, a good job. He really yeah. just eroded but throughout this scene. Like structurally, script wise, this feels like it feels like, you know, the scene where Harry dies and goes and talks to Dumbledore in heaven. Yeah. And it's just sort of Spoiler. like Spoiler. Okay, well I guess we're review I guess we're just gonna wait for the end now. Yeah. Cause then there's another Maybe thirty a bit. minutes to the film. No. Yeah. Well, okay, so what happens after this is he this is the other this is I guess this speaks to it not being quite so satisfying. This is where he, um, they, they're like, you're going to be lobotomized if you don't accept this because you've regressed before. And that's my concern here. So he, they come and they like tell him, they like make him say, my name is Andrew Letus and I killed my wife, etc. Yeah. And at this point, I thought the final reveal 
he was going to go back into jail, into the asylum, and it was going to be revealed that they were gaslighting him and his fake life was actually his real life. Yeah. And that this was all a ploy to get him into the asylum and that they'd successfully brainwashed him. Yeah. Uh, like, because they mentioned the Manchurian candidate yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. it. So I, mm, and that's I thought so that was going to happen. part of his conspiracy, too. The whole thing with yeah. Rachel Solando is that, you know, he finds her in the, the fake Rachel Solando in the cave. Yeah. And she's like, oh, man, you shouldn't be smoking the cigarettes. You shouldn't be taking those pills, man. When in reality, he's taking the pills because those are his, like, like his regular daily pills. No, they're at, they are literally aspirin. It's withdrawals, remember? Oh really? Yeah. I thought those. I thought that's like, why he's they throwing up. Them that's asking, why. That's but... why the first scene of him being seasick, throwing up. That's withdrawals from his normal meds. I thought they were still giving him the normal and, meds. No, they're mm, and so they're helping him. Throughout. Anyway, after they re, after they get him to do that, the film structurally goes to a, a ten minute flashback where we. Oh see yeah, where him we just discovering see the, scene. the Michelle Williams drowned the kids and he kills Michelle Williams and it, again it just slows and then it jumps to the end and. You know, he's sitting on the thing, and Mark Ruffalo's like, hey, man, how you feeling? He's like, I feel really good. But, hey, like, Chuck, Chuck, we got we, we to gotta get off this island and find Andrew Letus. And Mark Ruffalo's like, ah, crap. Yep. Like, oh, and so, nope, lobotomy time. And then he says the final line, which I read is not in the book. Interesting. Uh, you know, he what's, said, what's would you worse? rather, yeah, die, dying as a, no, living as a monster or dying as a. Dying a hero a or hero, something a good like man. that. Yeah, a good man. Dying and he uh, and they lead him off to have a lobotomy. What does okay? The let's, end. Let's talk about that line real quick. Let's spend our last five minutes of this segment talking about that line and trying to figure out what it is. Okay. Um, what does that line mean? What does it mean? That's the. That, it's like a moment of clarity. It's. But it, but it is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like th- that line. You can't tell is he is he lucid or not. Yeah. Is he is, is he. he Theodore like he'd rather be lobotomized he... in the world that he's created where he's not the worst yeah whereas in the real world he's a monster I think that that line put a cap on everybody's like I don't get it why is this happening you know what I mean in the theater that would have been like wait I thought we did everything and now I have to think about this line again like it, it, it's as it's an attempt to like provide sort of an almost cliffhanger ending well remember there's this undercurrent throughout the film undercurrent it's mentioned like three times but of the war in psychiatry between uh the cutters the people who want to lobotomize and the psychopharmacologists of the new the new crowd and this is as it turns out that is actually really important because that's what's happening here is one group wants to lobotomize this patient and ben kingsley and mark ruffalo don't they want to uh help him yeah and not lobotomize him and in the end the lobotomists win so the uh, that line is kind of a that's kind of like guys it's okay i'd rather i'd rather go out feeling the way i do as a interesting not bad guy see i didn't i didn't even i just didn't get that i didn't get that as a no everything's gonna be okay it took thought it, it did yeah and this whole movie takes thought yeah let's think about it some more after the break Hey everybody, we're back and we're wrapping up this film. All right, so Shutter Island. Let, let, I want to do one thing. I oh. want to do something. Okay. Let's let's try and list all the different sh- genres slash plot threads throughout the film. Sure. Okay. Number one, or or rather, let's try and 
uh, what am I trying to say? Let's track all the different uh, facets to the script. All that, the I mean, different. That's, that's the entire movie. What do you mean? Things. Okay, like this. First of all, there's the LARPing adventure that he's in. Yes. There's the whole plot with uh, Rachel Solando. To, Rachel Solando. There's um, other Rachel Solando and mind control experiments. Uh, yeah, that. There's the post-war PTSD and and Dachau flashbacks. And Dachau flashbacks and also German doctor experimenting on people yep. plot thread. Like, yep. what is that trying to say? Then there's Michelle Williams burning up. Yeah, there's there's the, the confusion between the drowning and the burning house. Oh, yeah, that's why his hands were all wet. That's why he's yeah. all wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. There's that. There's the, like you said, the battle between the, the lobotomy, you know, the sort of yep. new world pharmacology versus the old world dark practices which kind of is the same as the the you know yeah, nazi germany sure. experiments okay there's the hurricane there's the hurricane what the heck is the hurricane this most of this movie takes place in a hurricane like or the first half you know it's you know the hurricane obviously it's the tempest it's the 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 swirling mass of his mind that is getting yeah. thrown out of whack but it doesn't really it isn't really reflected in that way yeah it's more used as literally an environmental roadblock for the most part, yeah. Well, like, like like literally an environmental roadblock. Yeah. To the to the plot of the film, it slows the plot. Like it forces the plot to slow down so we can explain things. It also traps him on the island. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's like like what is all that? There's so many different parts to this movie that could be taken out and 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 talked about. In, yeah. In, in 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 its own way, like just. Nazi experimenting, not Nazis experimenting on people, and how that came to America. And yeah, there's a German yeah. doctor here, and is he doing that? Is he a Nazi? We don't know. Like, wh- like what? We could talk about that. We could look at the whole film from that perspective. We could look at the whole film from the perspective of who is Rachel Solando and why does he have so much effect of an effect on him? Yeah, all of these things sort of come together, but some of them really just don't. Some huh. of them are sort of thrown in there, and some may, of them are red herrings. They they may have had more ground in the books. I, for instance, the whole Dachau flashback, the whole yeah, Dachau yeah, thing yeah. probably had a lot more in the books or book rather, but it, 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 there's stops and starts in this movie that confuse a confusing plot even more. Yeah. Which I think is the main problem with this film. But if like we did in the last hour, if you're to break it down and look at all these things as individual parts and actually track the threads and see how they come together. Yeah. It's, it's like a pretty decent story, which again comes from the book, but turned into a film it's kind of an achievement the way he did it. Yeah, there's a lot there. You know what I mean? It's, I wonder, I don't want to do this, but I wonder if watching it again, knowing it all, would be better. It might, at the same time, it might be like, okay, well, this is boring. Like, this is all, you know, knowing what happened, yeah. maybe it's one of those films you can only watch once. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't have that cliffhanger. It's not Inception, where we try and figure out whether or not it was all a fake wall or not. Sure, yeah. Well, picking out all the bits that were intentional. Where That's you thought it was part, him though. imagining it and it wasn't, but, or vice versa. Yeah, I guess so. It, maybe it's it, maybe it's one of those. <laughs> maybe it's the like, film. Oh, where look you what go, they did there! Yeah, exactly. Where you go back and find all the other new nuances that yeah. that change the meaning of it. I don't know. I, I, I almost want to like now that we've talked about it. Last night, after we spent ten hours watching this movie, I was like, "This movie sucks! Like, this movie's dumb. I don't like it. It doesn't make sense. Like, I get it, but it's stupid the way they did it. But now that we've talked about it, I'm like." I don't know. This movie's kind of really an an, an achievement in in not a great achievement, but no, a, yeah. but an, an achievement in the complexity 
the, yeah, the, the I level think that's of complexity right. institute. And that's like I said at the very beginning of this, the, the, and that's a tribute to the direction. The yeah, the, absolutely. The number of plot threads. I mean, I know that's from the book and the script, but the number of plot threads that are each given time and are paced appropriately. Yeah. And this is all at its core. Watching DiCaprio's identity erode through the whole film. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, it keeps changing the reason that it's eroding, but it all makes sense the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. That's That was well that, done. That's what's great about it. And, uh, yeah, that is all in the book. But it's easy to... Well, it's never easy. But we could have just seen a movie that was a, you know, scene-for-scene scene remake of the yeah, book, Yeah, just a right? plot. Just a just plot. But it wasn't that. Martin Scorsese took this crappy script, you know, that was adapted from a crazy book. Yeah. You know, some They got some... They got somebody to adapt the script from the book, and that person didn't understand the book. That's what happened. Here. Yeah, maybe that's clearly what happened. I mean, here. Dennis Lehane, who wrote the book, was was semi involved. I think I'm sure he was. Um, I'm sure he was, but the the script just wasn't there. But then Martin Scorsese was like, "All right, well, let's try and do this for real." Yeah, maybe. and he took it and made it this sort of really amazing translation of the book. It's almost a translation. I'm going to call it a translation rather than ad- adaptation. Okay, I haven't read the book, but that's what I feel like. Let's go with it. Anyway, I don't know. That's boy, we said a lot of stuff, didn't we? We did. I think this movie is totally worth it. Yeah, I, I think, think this it movie is one hundred percent worth it. Feel free to take a break though, in the middle, like we did. <laughs> yeah, I think that made it a little bit easier to take the second half. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, hey everybody, thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, we, you, if you want to talk to us, please do so on our twitters, um, which is the Optimist Cast. You can email us at theoptimistcast at gmail We have a website, theoptimistcast dot um, and uh, then also, on Facebook. Yeah, you, Facebook. Go go to iTunes. Leave us a review. Leave us a nice review or a rating or tweet this at your friends or, or suggest it. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the more you talk about it, the, the more we can bring you the, the rambling that we do week to week. The more you talk about it, the more people talk about us. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your, your support. Um, yep. Next week, we're going to be talking about another M. Night Shyamalan film, AI Artificial Intelligence. Which is not actually an M. Night Shyamalan film, but it is not in the in way, way that Shutter Island is an, an M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan film. film. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about Kubrick plus Spielberg equals M. Night Shyamalan. I'm not yeah. sure that equation always works. But... No, but in this way, it kind of does. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about AI artificial intelligence, which is a great movie starring Jude Law. And uh, <laughs> uh, coming up, we're going to be doing an episode um, that uh, is, uh, we're going to take a different route. Uh, we're going to talk about, rather than talking about one movie, we're going to talk about our favorite movies um, and sort of say what is, I don't know, good and bad about them. We're going to give you a little context as to where we're coming from. Uh, if you have suggestions about maybe movies you would like us to talk about, either on that or in the future at all, yeah, uh, go ahead and, and give us a shout. We'd love some some yeah. input on, on, on Twitter what to do. Or whatever. On Twitter or whatever. That would um, be great. Um, I know people have said on Twitter when we do something, they say, oh, I've been looking forward to this one Yeah, because they just expected it to come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, suggestions would be great. We're, we're also, uh, along with the one where we're going to do two... Um, or we're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite movies. Uh, we're also gonna do one that's two in one, and that's coming. Oh, up. Oh yeah, next, that's coming up too. We're gonna do couple a couple weeks. A Pixar double feature. Yeah, kids' movies often don't have enough just there to blubber to just blubber discuss. But uh, but so we're gonna try it. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I don't know. Pocahontas had a lot. No, it didn't. It was like our shortest episode. Yeah, it was pretty short. Um, then again, that was an oddly thin movie yeah, in the first it place. Was light. Okay. Very light. Hey guys, we did it. Hey! Shutter Island. Maybe the only Scorsese we're going to do. Yeah.
uh, yeah, we'll probably. Find else. No, we're gonna do the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Maybe that's just people like that movie. Maybe that's just okay. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll hear you next time. Happy birthday, America. That's when we recorded this. Oh yeah, it's July 4th. Okay, bye.